Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Matthew Krisiloff on the line, and he's the CEO over at Ovid Research. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Ovid Research, Um, but before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started in your field and as an entrepreneur? Yeah, so my company is very life science heavy. Uh, We're doing fundamental biological research that we hope to commercialize one day. It's been a bit of a, a nonlinear path in terms of how I got there. Um, I was always interested in entrepreneurship and the idea of technology startups uh, going back to college, really. Uh started reading more and more of the writings that Paul Graham had, uh, who was obviously the founder of Y Combinator. just became very interested in the idea of developing uh, very high potential technology that could be commercialized. Um, my very first startup attempt, or serious attempt, rather, uh, was a mental health therapy company uh, where we were matching people to mental health therapists that were good fits for them. Uh, I worked on that from the end of college to about a year and a half afterwards. Uh, learned a lot from that. wasn't extremely successful. Um, ended up having co-founder issues that had me step away from the company. But along the way, I met Sam Altman, who used to run White Palmator, and he had become an advisor and just kept in touch with him. And basically, I pitched the idea of Y Combinator starting a much earlier stage Y Combinator program, um, which at the time was called Y Combinator Fellowship. Now it's in a startup school. And we basically hashed it out over three or four months, and then I came on to Y Combinator uh, to get that program started. Uh, So I worked at Y Combinator for a couple of years, originally mostly on that, and then ended up running this organization, Y Combinator Research, which is Y Combinator's research nonprofit. Uh, along the lines with that work, I was a founding team member of OpenAI, which is an artificial intelligence group, and funded a lot of scientific research and became just very comfortable working with scientists. And that's why I decided for my next company, which is what I'm working on now, I would do a pretty scientific, heavy research endeavor. Man, I love your story. And one of the things I like about it so much is that you kind of found your niche in terms of um, the, the um, healthcare side of things, I should say. Um, but you also had some ups and downs in terms, I believe, that co-founder issues or not to get any specifics, but I mean, you just had your ups and downs. And all of us entrepreneurs, we have our ups and downs and we all learn from the benefit of hindsight, right? So you're obviously much further along your path and out of your experiences over at Y Combinator. You could say that was your boot camp, so to speak, into being in that environment. And so now you're you're much further along than when you started, which is um, pretty straightforward. That being said, there's some entrepreneurs out there that are just getting started and maybe they didn't have the benefit of maybe the mentors you had or some of those other, that vision that you had that led you to starting um, Ovid Research. That being said, um, what kind of advice would you give to that new crop of entrepreneurs out, that are out there that are maybe just a year out of college or just get, getting started on their first venture out there? Yeah, I think unfortunately it's a lot harder in ways than uh, it used to be. I think there was a period in 2006, 2007 to say 2012, 2013, where it was very easy 
to be that first-time, fresh-start entrepreneur. Um, there was a lot of web space when it came to mobile applications and web applications where you didn't need a lot of industry-specific knowledge uh, to actually be able to start something very interesting and scale it quickly. Uh, I think it was more uh, accessible and there was less competition back then. I think nowadays there's a lot less white space. Um, they're both much more mature uh, startups of all sizes, things like Stripe and Airbnb that were once startups, exciting startups are now behemoths in their own right. And then you've got things like Apple and Google and Microsoft and Amazon willing to go into all these adjacent, obvious consumer and light business areas as well. So my advice would be um, at this point, Try and identify industries or, or hard technology areas that you think are very promising and actually spend some time working in those areas, getting pretty niche-specific knowledge before going off and starting a company in those specific areas. I think, like, uh, the more, like, in-depth, pointed uh, theses and insights you can develop for yourself before starting that company, um, it's, it's worth taking some time to do it, given it's going to be an endeavor that goes on, you know, potentially 10 years or more if you're really successful. So it's worth getting the setup right, and that is harder to do, but it's still definitely doable. Man, that's great advice, and I think and I think you're right. It's in, and another way to put it is you're less likely to just get lucky. You have to know what you're doing now. You have to know your niche. You have to you have to really be an expert there to to add some type of added value. Where in the past maybe you just I shouldn't say got lucky, but maybe there was it was easier to add value to your clients because there were less people competing in the space. So I, I love your insight there. Um, so, Matt, let's change it up a bit. I want to get into what you're doing over at Ovid Research. So, first, tell me a little bit more about the company, please. Yeah. So, our main goal is to turn what are called induced pluripotent stem cells into human eggs. So, basically, how that would work is you would take stem cells from you, me, uh, uh, women to start with, but in, in theory, anyone. You turn those stem cells back into those what are called induced pluripotent stem cells which are similar to embryonic stem cells that have the potential to develop into any cell type. And then you basically continue to develop those in a petri dish all the way until they're, they're mature, usable eggs. So it's something one of my co-founders uh, turned on in the lab in Japan where they figured out how to do this fully in mice, uh, all the way to live healthy birth where those mice as well had healthy offspring of their own naturally. And we are now trying to translate that into humans. Uh, my main, main interest in it, if it works, is it could allow same-sex couples to have kids together, specifically male-male couples, which is something I'm interested in. Uh, but it really has the potential of expanding for anyone their options around creating family. Uh, you could have mothers, for example, that are much older uh, than mothers need to be these days. You could have mothers in their 40s or 50s able to have children of their own you'd be able to create a new egg supply. So I think in terms of, of fertility, it could be like an extremely powerful technology. So what do you see the, um, and I, I mean, obviously you're trying to solve a huge problem, uh, and, and, and how do we do that? You have to start somewhere. So what do you see as kind of the, the next steps based on where you're at to kind of moving this technology and moving your initiative forward? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I really think with, hard technology problems, it is very important to have achievable, meaningful milestones that, that are at most pure, at most, most three years out, um, just for rallying around and being able to sustain momentum. So our most immediate anchor goal would be to create 
a proof of concept human egg. Um, so an egg that we would never actually use for offspring purposes, uh, but we would be able to do genetic testing on and um, actually see if it's developing properly as an egg. And that's something that has never been done before in humans, but would just demonstrate, okay, the potential is really here. Then afterwards, it would be all about the safety and clinical trial um, regimes that come with doing a cell therapy or a pharmaceutical or any, any, any type of medical or therapy technology. Wow, and this becomes very interesting because, um, and, and maybe, you know, some of the listeners aren't as up to date on, on stem cell in general. So let's just do it. Let's just take a quick second and step back for a moment and just educate the listeners a little bit more on stem cell and what that means. Yeah, so uh, that is definitely a pretty wide term. Um, mm -hmm. Speaking specifically to the area of science I'm working on, mm -hmm. um, in the mid-2000s, uh, there was a Japanese researcher, uh, uh, Professor Yamanaka, that developed this technology of creating these things called induced pluripotent stem cells. And those are basically adult cells that have been reprogrammed to go back to their very earliest state. They can then be manipulated to turn into any cell type. Um, so this has the potential of leading to a whole new class of therapies. Uh, Yamanaka actually won the Nobel Prize for this. And uh, basically, this could allow us to really have true regenerative medicine, where we could create new heart cells or new brain cells. We could regenerate our vision or our hearing, all if we figure out how to basically go from this recreated, uh, like, beginning state cell type um, to whatever cell type we want to create in, like, an adult mature context. So I really believe, broadly speaking, um, these, this, this technology has the potential to be one of the most impactful technologies ever. Um, I think it's still very underexplored. Um, there are a handful of companies now that have started to go through clinical trials with this technology um, for specific different types of cell types. Um, as far as I know, we're the only company working on fertility specifically, but there are others that are working on neurons or heart cells, for example. And if, if these are really proven out to be safe, like they could really make a difference in extending lifespans and extending high quality longevity. So I think there's something that not a lot of people are paying attention to, all things considered, but could be truly transformative. That's awesome. No, and I, and I agree with you completely. Like I, I get it. Like that's why it's, it's super interesting to me. And I wanted you to kind of go back and give a little bit of background because it, I think it is one of the biggest things out there and it can, and it's going to have a big change. I mean, we, the way I look at it is we're all aging right now as we speak, right? So at some point I may need a, some type of stem, uh, stem cell therapy or something else in my life um, that's going to make my quality of living better uh, as I age. So I'm all for it. I love it. Um, so Matt, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on Ovid research, um, what's the best way for them to reach out? Yeah, I would just honestly offer you to reach out to me directly if you want to learn more. Uh, my email is matt at ovidresearch.com. That's M-A-T-T -T at O-V-I-D-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H.com. Fantastic. Would be happy to talk to you. 
Well, hey, Matt, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background as an entrepreneur and also all the great things you're doing over at Ovid Research. Uh, and to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And Matt, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you.